watch this and almost after almost half a year and many unprovoked hiatuses along with one deliberate one, not to mention dozens of great and not so great movies and a buttload of insightful commentary that mostly consists of tangents, we finally made it to the 50th watch this. And what better way to mark this incredible milestone than to acquaint ourselves with the unsung hero of parody film, Dewey Cox. That's right, we're watching one of John C. Riley's finest hours, Walk Hard. With me, I have Andrew. Walk Hard, from the creators of Die Hard, Run Hard, and Rub Hard. And Get Hard. And also Riley. Hi. I couldn't think of anything. I, I kind of thought that when you said, I thought you were announcing Riley as Get Hard. That's what I thought too. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny. You must change your name to Get <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, she, okay. Hang on. She's doing it, everyone. She's doing it. Okay. <laughs> This is off to an interesting start already. And there we go. There we go. Get hard. Get hard. All right. I now I gotta change it to something. I gotta change my nickname to something hard too. Uh, um, something hard. Let's see. Um. What did, 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 um I'm gonna legally change. Let's see. What's the happiest? Get hard now. <laughs> no, don't. We like Riley. <laughs> I'm joking. Riley, get. Yeah. Yeah. Riley get hard Seinfeld. Run hard. Woo. Okay. Why is the layout your love on me and your status? <laughs> okay, okay. Tell us about the movie, Romy. Walk Hard premiered on December 21st, 2007. It was directed by Jake Caston, written by Jake Caston and Judd Apatow, and stars John C. Riley, Jenna Fisher, Tim Meadows, Kristen Wiig, and a slew of famous people making cameos. This movie is about the life and times of a singer who emerges from a childhood tragedy to become a rock and roll icon. And I'm going to read the critics' consensus. A parody that pokes fun at rock stars and reductive biopics alike, this comedy sings in large part because of stellar performances and clever original music. As always, if you want to watch along with us, then you can go over to Just Watch to find out where you can buy, rent, or stream the movie in your area. And before I go any further, I should note that we are watching the unrated version, which runs for about half an hour longer and gives several jokes a better setup and is generally considered the superior version. So if you can find the unrated version, then that's great. Anyway, this time you'll need to pause after the Columbia logo, and when I give the countdown and say now, then press play and you should be synced with us. Alright, what do you think of us doing Walk Hard? I'm ready to walk hard. The podcast, reach, the podcast has reached a pinnacle right here, yo. <laughs> yep. But wait till it reaches its second pinnacle, which is uh, going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. And then reaches its third pinnacle with a rewatch of Morbius. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we have. Yeah. And then it reaches its it reaches its more billionth pinnacle with Morbius Two. What their Morbius? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Um... But anyway, uh, yes, I, I, I'm, for real though, I am pretty glad we're we're doing Walk Hard because I've heard many good stuff about this movie, and uh, if I'm being honest, I've always liked mockumentaries because, 
you you get to create your own lore. You create your own timeline with the mockumentary. You cre you create people and you create stories and you create your own music. Everything that you want is at your will. Yeah, this isn't actually a mockumentary. It's more like a biopic parody, like a parody of the t typical biopic, like uh, we saw recently with Bohemian Rhapsody and Elvis. <laughs> I I I recently watched this video of like that one scene in Bohemian Rhapsody where it just like there's so many so many cuts and and each cut is a vine boom sound effect. Yeah, I saw that. Can you link that, please? I, I I'll find oh, it. Yeah. Um, but uh, first we gotta get the movie going. Is everybody ready, Freddy? Woo! I am ready to walk hard. I've been running hard all day. I'm all ready right. to walk hard. All right. Three, two, one, now. Three, two, one. You may now run hard. Okay. Um, yeah, I found it. Um, that one scene from Bohemian Rhapsody, but every cut is a vine boom. <laughs> Have a title. Have a title. Walk. Walk hard. Dewey the Cox. Dewey Cox store. So, I can tell this is supposed to be like a parody of like Walk the Line, which came out like a year prior. Yeah, two years prior. And uh, it's also, it also has some elements of uh, Ray, the Ray Charles biopic. Oh, oh yeah, the one starring uh, Will McSlappy. <laughs> No, it actually stars uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah, Jamie Foxx, Fox. yeah. Why did I think it was Will Smith? <laughs> I don't know. He, he was in a par uh, he was in a par in, in a biopic of Muhammad Ali. That's probably where you're getting confused. Uh. Anyway, you missed it. Dewey Cox needs to think about his entire life before he plays. <laughs> that was like a obviously. Yeah, that was the most direct uh, parallel to uh, Walk the Line, because, you, you know, the scene where, like, Johnny Cash is just there, and he's at backstage mm -hmm. just facing out and flashes back to his childhood and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what was that boy just playing there? Some list? I don't know. <laughs> um. So, anyway, how I was... saw a piano, and I... I saw a piano and I saw a little boy molesting said piano and I immediately assumed it was List. <laughs> anyway, um, how was your Thanksgiving? Woo, it was good. Uh, uh, it it was a good Thanksgiving, yeah. I had good. a good Thanksgiving. You know, good. the morning the morning of Thanksgiving, I did what we Americans like to call the turkey trot. Which is like a 5k run on the morning of Thanksgiving. Wow. And I did the the run all around my uh, community college, and it it was fun. I haven't done the uh, the turkey trot in like five years, so it was nice to get back on the get back on the track. Although I will admit there were a few times where I felt like quitting because I was wearing this this like really warm coat and it was really weighing me down. Mm. But um, I was able to persevere. Mostly because, um, I, in my head, 
just nonstop, oh, lay all your love on me, was playing. Oh, that is oh. your um, running up that hill, I presume. As someone who has never listened to running up that hill yet, yes. Uh, and that's why it's now my it's why it's why status on Discord now. Yeah. And uh, Riley, what did you do for Thanksgiving? I just went to like when I I just went to uh, my grandma's house for food. That was about it. Just caught his brother in half. <laughs> And he doesn't die immediately. I love that he doesn't die immediately. He just... Darth Maul didn't die immediately after getting cut in half. <laughs> that means he's, this means that Dewey Cox's brother is very strong with the dark side of the force. Yeah, that's going in the lore. Yep, I'm, so, uh, I'm sorry I have to I'm sorry I have to say this Cox family but your son will never be able to walk hard again <laughs> that was funny though yeah thank you Dewey since your brother will never be able to walk hard again I'll make sure you never walk hard either <laughs> You slimy piece of filth. <laughs> also, why does the father look like John Cena? I don't know. I I should also point out that the mom is character actress Margot Martindale. Esteemed character actress Margot Martindale. Yep. Who died? Ex uh, who was um? Uh, ah, I remember. I remember that like whole character arc where she went. Like, with the whole spaghetti thing, and, like, the whole season was leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else character actress, esteemed character actress Margot Martindale has done. Uh, Aside so, from Bojangles. So, you just, uh, so, like, Dewey Cox, um, lost his sense of smell, uh, due to the trauma of, like, accidentally killing his brother. And, um, there was a... That's kind, that's kind of like Tommy losing the ability to see or and speak after witnessing his father die. Like, how is that supposed to make sense, Pete? Yeah, and, um, and, and how it's assumed that, like, Ray Charles lost his sight from, like, the trauma of watching his brother drown. Hmm. That is... That actually d would make sense. Like, you you want to suppress the memory so much that you just lose all the ability to see. <laughs> but anyway, since we were speaking on Tommy, which is like the the one of considered to be one of the first full-fledged rock operas by the Who, I just want to point out how stupid it is. Like, Tommy at this moment is like a five-year-old kid. He witnesses. His father come home, and his, the father sees his former wife having an affair with some guy, and then that guy kills his father. And then the, the mom tells Tommy, you didn't see nothing he, or hear nothing or speak nothing about this. And, and Tommy takes that to heart for some reason. 
He goes deaf, dumb, and blind for like literally no reason whatsoever, except that he's just a really, really, really stupid kid. And he does rock a mean pinball. Though that was a happy accident. I mean, I, I love Tommy the album. It's it's a really rocking album, but the the story is so stupid, honestly. Hmm. Like Dewey Cox, N Dewey Cox. At least Dewey Cox is John C. Riley. I don't think Tommy could ever have John C. Riley. <laughs> I don't know. I would. It would be so cool if like John C. Riley did a cover of Pinball Wizard for something. Oh, he dresses up in Elton John's big uh, pinball outfit. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, he, or he probably does it in, like, one of those things at the Largo. Hmm. Yeah. Fun fact, did you know that character actress, esteemed character actress Margot Martindale was in Secretariat? The real Secretariat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she and has she... third billing. Yeah, and she was also in, like, the Hannah Montana movie, which is what I remember her from. Hey, I remember, uh, I remember Margot Martindale as Hannah Montana in Hannah Montana. <laughs> no, she was, like, her grandma or something. Um, no, I just think it's funnier that, um, uh, Miley Stewart, uh, puts on a disguise every night and it's Margot Martindale. <laughs> Yeah. Esteemed character actress Margot Martindale. Also, this scene is basically what the Dear Evan Hansen movie felt like because John C. Riley is playing Dewey Cox at 14 and he was like 41 in the movie. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> no, no, imagine if it was John C. Riley in every single scene. <laughs> no! And. He just, he aged really quickly. He's like Jack in that Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah. If you watch Jack backwards, it's a bit like Benjamin Button, but it's still shit. Seriously, just watch Benjamin <laughs> Button instead. Is that like a shitty movie detail or something? No, it's like one of those, if you watch this movie backwards, it's about this. Oh, Letterboxd? Yeah. No, it, it was like a meme that predates Letterboxd becoming widespread. Hmm. Do you have the curious case of Benjamin Button on the wheel? Um, I I don't think so, but I should add it. So um, I'm genuinely I'm genuinely curious as to how Benjamin Button dies because he's born as an old man, he dies and he dies when he's like a child. Does he like turn into a baby and wither away into dust and egg? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It would be um be cool um. If you watch Memento backwards, it's about the same thing, but it becomes boring. <laughs> and uh, if you watch Shrek backwards, it's about an insane ogre who kidnaps a man's wife and puts her in a tower, alienates his friends, and winds up living alone in a swamp. <laughs> I'm I'm shitting and crying right now. You know, John Steve Riley still looks younger than the adult background actors who play kids on Disney Channel High School series. Yeah. 
And, uh, okay, let me, let me see if I can, um, it, it's like, it, this image is, um, too small, but I want to see if I can find it. I, I find it very unlikely that, um, that this music would get everyone in the, in, to, like, dance. I mean, it's nothing like, it's, it's like nothing anyone ever heard before so like it is just kind of like ripping, <laughs> yeah it's riffing on the same it, it's like it's basically riffing on the whole um like the, this the is the whitest shit ever and the old people are like kill him yeah it, it's riffing on the whole thing about um rock rock and roll being the devil's music like anything that isn't like classical or um <laughs> it's uh, so I found this thing. If you watch the SpongeBob SquarePants movie backwards, it's about SpongeBob getting demoted to fry cook at the Krusty Krab. So he enslaves the entirety of Bikini Bottom, steals King Neptune's crown, and places it in Shell City, hijacks a car, drives back to drives back to the Krusty Krab, drinks heavily over the realization that the crown has been returned by Plankton, and has a mental breakdown living out the life he could have had as the manager of the Krusty Krab too. Sad. Yeah. Uh, get hard. Are you still there, uh, Riley? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, what did you guys do for Black Friday? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I all I did, I all I did was um, just go around a couple stores after um, we we did some um, preliminary shoots for the movie, um, which um ended up like. Like it was, there was snow on the ground, and the snow melted away by the time we went back for reshoots. So like we had to do the whole thing again, and we had to rush it today uh, because um, like it was raining, and like and, and like it and it, and it began to get dark at three thirty. Mm. Anyway, I I listened to Black Friday by Stewie Dan and ate some cranberry sauce. That's all I did for Black Friday. That's all I should do for Black Friday. Uh. Oh. You guys want to hear funny? I always want to hear something funny, unless it's a pun, in which case I will boo. I got screamed at at work yesterday. I, yeah, I heard this on your Instagram story. Give us the context. So there was this man who came up to the cut counter. He was like, hey, um, can you, like, measure these out? It was, like, these pieces of foam. He was like, can you measure these out? I was like, sure. Like, no explanation or anything. So I was like, okay. So I did so, and I gave them back to him. He was like, and I was like, is there anything else that you need, sir? And he starts going off. And he was like, he was telling me about like the register and like how they like the employee like we're not allowed to have a sign that says we're not that we have to go to the like the place to get like your um pieces of foam cut out before you go to the register so he was like freaking out about that and he took out all of his anger on me and he wasn't even aware that i was training like i hadn't been there for like not even two weeks so yeah Mm. That's not a Karen, but that's what we call a Kyle, which is a male Karen. Oh, that reminds me of a shitty movie detail. Um, 
Uh, that was posted like this week. I want to see if I can find it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but for now, um, I want to share something from Encanto. The lesson of the movie is that if your family disowns you, you should live your inside their walls and watch them eat. <laughs> I will do this. Yeah. I've probably done it before. I've just never realized it. Okay. In a Christmas Karen 2022, the... Wait, is that... This is an actual movie? And that's the actual title? Why? A Christmas Karen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna... Ha I'm, I'm gonna... You forced my hand. I'm gonna have to look up more information on this. <laughs> a Christmas Karen. Yep. A Christmas Karen. My. It's real. It's a thing. Yep. It's an actual thing. God help us, everyone. That's the literal title card for that. A reworking of Scrooge. A reworking of Scrooge, where the protagonist is an overbearing suburban Karen. I love how it's not even called a Christmas Carol. It's called Scrooge. Charles Dickens' classic movie, Scrooge. Yeah. And, uh... In the emoji movie, a boy manages to score a date with a girl by sending her a super cool emoji. Yes, this really happened. I'm not joking. It's the emotional climax of the story. I put a Christmas carrot on my watch list. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Frick you. Um, in Wednesday, the new show about Wednesday Adams. the students race canoes in a race where there are no rules. Their canoes have spears to sink other canoes, neck guns to defend against mermen, and automatic access to decapitate their competitors. None of them say, let's get an apple of murder. This is known as lazy writing. You know, I've been hearing about this new Wednesday show, and it's like a spin-off, or like a prequel to the Adams family in some way, and I might check it out. Um, the 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 Wednesday Adams is uh, played by uh, Jenna Ortega, who I actually do remember from a Disney Channel series called Stuck in the Middle. Oh. At first, at first, I did not like that show because there were no live tracks. Like, where could I find the funny? Where is the? But now I actually do kind of have a bit of a respect for it. Hmm. I can see the funny now. Yeah. And my also, funny arc. Also, apparently, Fred Armisen was Uncle Fester in one episode, and he shaved his head to play him for the one episode. Good on him. That that that's like my, one of my friends um shaved his head to play um to play somebody from Breaking Bad. Well, Mike? Is it Mike, Hank, or Walt? Uh, it's Hank. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so... Uh... Lockhart, the Dewey Cox story. Alright. <laughs> the humans! Again. <laughs> we should do a redux of the humans someday, and in, and we should just li literally just say, like, the, and we should just literally just call it the humans. Again! And, uh... Hear me out. Sorry. Wait, you finish. The hu we should just call the episode the humans again. And like, and if we have, and if it gets awkward, we just say the humans again. We should um, do we should do that. But like, what if just like we just sat in silence for the entire movie, but we just go the humans at any given convenience no like no explanation we don't say when we're gonna do it we just do it so the humans just, so basically it's just like a one hour of silence occasionally broken by uh actually we should we should just encourage people to, to do more watch movies with one hour of silence occasionally broken by the vine boom sound effects playing yep to do that more often. But this, this, yeah, but this movie is, I don't think is one to do that. And besides, um, I don't think bots allow YouTube links to be played anymore, which is sad. Ah, uh, that sucks. At least we had the O Night Divine. Mm hmm. But John C. Riley and his, uh, cocaine sprouting fingers. <laughs> Yeah, which he's, which he's now using to play piano. Just like Jerry Lee Lewis and his cocaine hands. <laughs> yeah. So A24 is actually releasing a movie. Um, it's a documentary about... No um, shit. What? A24 is releasing a movie. <laughs> Yeah, they're no, they're they're doing a uh, a documentary about Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, Ethan Cohen of the Cohen Brothers um, mm. is. Um, I thought Garfield. you were gonna say Garfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um. So um, so Dewey just um, just filled in for an R&B singer in a nightclub and sang one of his songs. One of the old guy's songs, exactly what the old guy did, and it got him a record deal. It's just kind of like poking fun at the like. Um, yeah, the music industry will only hire white musicians. Yeah, the, like that, like the standards of like the fifties, the mm. time. Mm. Anyway, um, since we're since we're all here, I want to share with you guys. Something very interesting that my local symphony orchestra, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, is doing, like, very soon. Ah. And I kind of had to do a, a double take when looking at this. You guys want to know what it's called? What? Yeah. Tchaikovsky X Drake. <laughs> yep. That's Drake? What... Like, as in the rapper? As in the rapper. Yes. You're joking. You're right, I'm joking. It's actually Sir Francis Drake. Oh. I'm kidding, it's 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 Drake rapper Drake. 
Okay, um, Tchaikovsky X-Drake, I'm reading the summary here. Tchaikovsky X-Drake is a symphonic synthesis that blends the music of two composer romanticists separated by almost a century. Fifteen songs of Drake are woven into Tchaikovsky's fifth epic fifth symphony in every way imaginable. We hear Drake's melodies soaring in tandem with Tchaikovsky, his raps motoring almost impossibly with Tchaikovsky's rhythmic figures. Then vignettes of Drake's music with Tchaikovsky's motives and melodies are superimposed over the top. Joining the full symphony orchestra are three singers and a rapper. Remember when Drake was booed off stage at Camp Wagna? <laughs> Pepper's Farm remembers. I know. Uh, yeah, that's what you're referring to with like that Hunger Games sim event. Let me read uh, the Hunger Games sim yeah. event. Um, the remaining tributes put on a large music festival. At the end of the night, everyone expects Player 1 to perform as a surprise guest or are disappointed to see Player 2 walk out on stage instead. They get booted off stage 20 minutes into the set and the show is cancelled. There's another one that says Player 2 gets Player 1 gets booted off stage in music festival because they're not Player 2. So basically, fans were expecting Frank Ocean to go on and play, like, for the last act. But, um, Drake went on. It was, like, a surprise guest. And it was Drake. And, like, about 20 minutes into the set, everyone started, like, I don't remember what song he was playing. But everyone started booing, and they ended up booing him off stage. And he was, mm. I'll actually find the video. It's, I'm guessing he, he did not find the whole experience humbling. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Because Drake got booed, but and you know Tyler the creator, he needs to be humbled to be booed. Yeah. I but Drake, I bet I bet if if Drake gets booed, he goes off stage and cries all night. <laughs> he actually did say that like um. I actually watched a video of him, like, responding to it, and, like, what, like, basically happened after, and, like, he was expecting to get booed off stage, to be honest, and, he, like, he even joked, he was like, how long do you think it's gonna take before they boo me off stage? So, he did kind of, like, he did like, he didn't really care. <laughs> Man, that girl was so right, he died. Does walk so hard. Yeah. He got a he got a freaking chimpanzee. Yeah. Just um, just like Ronald Reagan. Yeah, there was like a story. Um, I'll, I'll there's like a little story. Um, I'll share. Um. Um. Hmm. Man, he has a fucking giraffe now. Yeah. Is. Is this guy uh, a rock star or Charles Foster Kane? Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit, how many kids does Dewey Cox have? Yeah, it's. The answer like is a... yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um. So I'm guessing Drake was like, why are you booing me? I'm Drake. 
<laughs> Why are you fooling me? I'm right. God, Eric Andre is like... I, I love, like, all these things he does. Yep. Wait, give me a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, minutes over. Alright. Should... Right, okay. So what tell me what's happening in this scene right here. Um she like so um she's kinda mad at him because um he's spending too much time touring and not spending time. Not enough with her time and the kids. not too much time touring and not much not enough time making two thousand babies. <laughs> <laughs> She's constantly pregnant. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you have to complain about? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's I, always I, there. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll never be in a relationship. I don't have enough children, says the woman with at least 59 children. Um, that, that reminds me, there's like this uh, Twitter bot called Anything Bot, and it has like a bunch of random templates. And one of the templates is like, Blank has to name all 59 women. <laughs> uh, I already know you and Riley, so that's like 57 more to go. <laughs> there are only 50, 59 women in the whole world. I can't believe it. And all the them other women. All of the other women in the world are fake. They're a government conspiracy. And one of them is me, and the other is Riley. <laughs> and one of them was that girl that John C. Riley was just talking to. Um, Frankie Muniz is playing Buddy Holly here. Insert um the obvious. What's up? This? <laughs> oh, please, my girl. What have I got? Oh my god, no! <laughs> <laughs> Can we blast the, like, the Google autocomplete one? The version of Buddy Holly? I don't know, but I am sending you guys one of my favorite Buddy Holly memes. Buddy Holly, but, um, all the notes are transposed and auto-tuned to C. <laughs> oh, somebody did the same thing for, um... All-star. All-star, but all notes are in C. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. They did the same thing. They also did the same thing for We Are Number One, but all notes are actually no. C. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Dewey Cox is being visited by his brother, the one he killed. Yeah, the, the spirit of his dead brother. And it's like how, like... I don't think it's the spirit. I think it's actually his dead brother. He came back to lo alive through the will of the Dark Star of the Force. <laughs> uh, it's like how... It's like how Johnny Cash would have conversations with his dead brother and, like, Elvis Presley would talk to, um, like... He's stillborn twin in times of despair. Um, That's weird. So, um... 
Like I, I know that because um, Scott Walker wrote a song called wrote this weird experimental song called Jesse, which I, which ex- Hey Jesse, <laughs> it feels like a party every day. It, like, it, hey it, Jesse, it presents, like so it it kind of presents nine eleven as like a nightmare being had by Elvis Presley and like described to like the stillborn twin Jesse. Jesse and speaking Presley. of Elvis, here he is, played by Jack White. <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me of a shitty movie detail. Oh my I saw. god, Jack White of the famous band The Black Stripes. <laughs> um, I, that, that was a shitty movie detail. It said, "In Elvis 2022, Elvis Presley demonstrates his technical skills in Look Out, Man," <laughs> and it's just a gif of him like doing that, doing what he just did. <laughs> I'll link it. Hmm. Okay, place. Okay, now play Seven Nation Army. Um. Would it be cool if Jack White, Elvis, in this movie just randomly played Seven Nation Army? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this is your um. This is your opportunity to put um a bunch of um put some of the White Stripes albums or like uh, on the wheel um which reminds me uh Jack White has a solo album called Lazaretto and like the the um the vinyl edition there's a special vinyl edition that's filled with all kinds of little easter eggs like one of the songs has two different intros in like a like in like a locked group not a locked group but I a double group like one of them is acoustic and one of them is electric Mm. And, um, let me see what else, um, and, like, it reminds me of, like, the, the hologram from, from, like, uh, 2112 by Rush. Yeah, there's a hologram on this one as well. Um, uh, doesn't look like anyone is walking hard in the scene. I do, however, see a lot of people standing hard. Yeah, this is the scene where he, where he's like, get out of here, Dewey. You don't want no part of this shit. And he's, and he's, and he's trying, and he's just listing off the benefits of the drugs, trying to, and actually convincing him to do marijuana. And so this is like the, the Bob Dylan of the story? (laughs) Yeah. Ultra LP. Um, tracks A6 and B7 are locked grooves featuring elements from their respective tracks. Um, hmm. um, one of the, like each the end of each side has like hidden tracks playing at um, 78 RPM and 45 RPM respectively, making it three speed. Side A's groove is inverted and placed from the inside out. Um, side B has a matte finish, making it look like an unplayed RPM, 78 RPM. Um, it's flat-edged. It's pressed in a flat-edged format. Um, the dead wax area has a hand-edged hologram of Infinity Light Science, which, uh, I mentioned earlier. Hmm. And it, like, and it was, like, all mastered entirely from analog sources. Cool. Um, 
Anyway, Dewey Cox is singing right now. Yeah! Can uh, someone turn this off? This sounds like devil's music. <laughs> yeah, I would, um... I, yeah, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that one day John C. Riley will be on The Masked Singer. Um, like, let's... Maybe let's... he's too good for Masked Singer. So, um, let me just list off some of the people who've been unmasked on this show, on this season. Um, William Shatner, Eric Idle, I mentioned these before, Jeff Dunham, the ventriloquist, the three actors that played the sons on the Brady Bunch, um, Gloria Gaynor, Jerry Springer, Cat Graham uh, from the Vampire Diaries, Joey Lawrence, George Foreman, George Clinton, Chris Jericho, Adam Carolla, and, uh, and on one of the newer episodes, um, Linda Blair, the girl from The uh, Exorcist. Yeah, was, that, that's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Also, George Clinton? Yeah, the, the guy from P-Funk. <laughs> that is not the face I'd want to see when having sex. Yeah. And uh, the other person who was unmasked on the on the Fright Night episode is um, Ray Parker Jr., the guy that did Ghostbusters song. Oh my God, Ray Parker Jr., just like his father, Ray Parker, and his son, Ray Parker the Third. More Ray, more Parker. There's nothing really to talk about here right now. We have nothing to discuss. Yeah, um, let's just, uh, being, like, it's been renewed for a ninth season. Fingers crossed, uh, he's probably not going to show up, but we can always hope. I will drive to his house to make sure that he does it for you. Yeah. I'll tell him. That it means a, a lot to a girl in Newfoundland, and he'll tell me, "Who the hell are you? Get out of my house!" <laughs> also, hello, topless lady. <laughs> okay, just uh. Goodbye, t goodbye, topless okay, ladies. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, you might want to avert your eyes. Yeah. Oh. And oh. yeah, I'm going to um. So guys, how? What do we have for lunch today? What do we have for lunch today? I'm gonna talk about. I had a um, turkey and cheese sandwich. What about you guys? Um, I just had what? I just had like crackers. To... Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's share a list about that shot of someone else, somebody in a theater watching a movie. You know, the one our subject often framed, centered, and symmetrically lit by the cool glow of the screen as the projector light dances behind them. We see them experience awe, amusement, bewilderment, despair. It's the director. It's all of us. It's heartbreak feeling good in a place like this. I'm going to rattle off some movies that were in I, said list. I just wanted to know what everyone had for lunch. Why do I you have just, to read a list? I just had a crispy chicken twist from, uh... Oh my god, it's old John Cena. Oh! And, uh... Oh guys, based on that shot, I think it was time that we had to run hard. <laughs> Boo. Boo. 
Okay, so let's see what movies are yeah. on said list. Um, the Disaster Artist, which what, which was previewed in. So I'm I'm re I've read that in this scene that I just want to talk about the movie. Okay. Wait, can you finish? Yeah. Let's finish. Sorry. Oh. So um, The Shape of Water has a scene like that. Uh, that new movie, The Fablemans, does it. 500 Days of Summer, and uh, what were you saying, Andrew? I was just saying that in this scene, I, I read up, the Coxes are dancing to Dewey's music, and then her mom dies. Yeah. Don't worry, she's okay. No, no she isn't. At least you have okay. each other. No. Boring! <laughs> have a nice trip, see you next fall! First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes... Uh-oh! <laughs> Bam! I think we all knew what was gonna rhyme with marriage. Then comes an abrupt and tragic miscarriage. Um, this is a reference to a video about, uh... Wrong kid died. <laughs> So it so it was because of Dewey's music that his mom died. Makes he blames himself. This is um He goes in and yeah. he's cracked. We saw the I think why did we have to see that random guy's junk? We could have saw his junk. Uh, this is the unrated version, which, um, uh... I'm, does, the, I'm, does the rated version ha have, uh, secluded? Does this... Um, does the the rate original rated version have underwear on that guy? Um, I don't know. I've, I, I, I don't know. I, I've only seen, like... I, I, I prefer this version because, like, it gives the jokes better breathing room. And, like... Yeah. Frankly, I, I I like it. I like extended cuts of movies, but not when it's like "Please give." Oh yeah, an extended six-minute version of the mammograph scene. <laughs> so desperately needed. When did you say, "My amigos"? So, so they so they played like a fast-paced version of like the walk hard and um. And they were like, uh, you, you don't want to sound like some kind of punk. So, Dewey Cox invented the Ramones. Or, no, he invented L.A. Blues. <laughs> Good for him. This is one of the best Wouldn't episodes be ever. Wouldn't it be funny if, if John C. Riley just did uh, an impromptu cover of the Los Angeles Blues? <laughs> Just... I'm just imagining his uh, Iggy Pop's chocolate ice cream replaced with John C. Riley's. Oh! Uh, and uh, anyway, I think uh... that's the that's the highest that John C. Riley's voice can go. Uh, wait, I remember Toad singing "All I Want for Christmas Is You." No. Yes, you. Have, it is. Why did? Iconic. Why did you say? Why did you say that song title? 
Now it's stuck in my head. Do you know what you've done to me, Romy? <laughs> like, it, it, I mean, at least, oh, sorry. At least Toad, at least, it, at least you have it stuck in your head in Toad's voice. I don't want Christmas. Well, now I do. Has anyone seen the uh, the video crossover between All I Want for Christmas Is You and Creep? Yes. I got rec I got it recommended to me in like the summer of 2020, and I was like, um. It's a sign that she's she's coming. She's out. She's and she's she's out for blood. Yeah, I I saw her in the Macy's parade. Like I I haven't seen the whole thing yet because we have school on the fourth Thursday of November here in Canada. And there is an there's a, like an episode like I, I, I managed to catch a glimpse of her while um fast forwarding to the end to make sure everything recorded. You know, I actually got to see the Macy's Day Parade live in two thousand twelve in New York City, which so that was that was real fun for me. Oh, I think I saw a Sonic, uh, float. Yes, there was um, a I'm, Sonic balloon. Uh, hmm. well, that's nice so there. Dewey Cox says girlfriend are making a house together. This is just like the opening scene in Up. I wonder if the girlfriend's gonna survive the movie. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna have love, and then marriage, and then, uh-oh. BLAM! <laughs> Uh, but this is inconceivable. Uh, this is just gonna be like a. This is just a montage of um, double entendres. The whole song is just a bunch of double entendres while they're doing like innocuous activities made to look sexual. Just like in real life. Maybe. Okay, um, so mm. anyone want to talk about Goncharov? Never heard of that. Oh, it's like um, a meme. You, you never heard of that? That's like Martin Scorsese's greatest work of all time. Yeah. And it was just released next, it was just released next October. <laughs> um, let me explain, Riley. So, um, so it's this meme that's been going around Tumblr about like a movie, um, supposedly made by Martin Scorsese. The joke, of course, is that it does not exist. It, it just stems from, like, a pair of knockoff boots and an uh, OCR misreading of the movie Gamora, which Martin Scorsese executive produced. And so people... And then, like, somebody started making, like, jokes about it, like, just throwing around theories of what this hypothetical Goncharov movie is like. Wait, why would Scorsese produce a movie called Gamora? Doesn't he hate the MCU? No, uh, uh, no, it's like G O M O R R A H. Hmm. And uh, okay. Gamora is like, um, it's like something about um, the the Camorra, which is a traditional mafia-esque criminal organization based around in the southern Italian region of Campania around Naples. And you know, like, if there's anything I expect out of Scorsese flick, it's Italian mob drama. No, it's actually directed by Matteo Garone. It's a Scorsese production. It counts. Yeah. 
So uh, Scorsese right now is doing a, a a biopic on the Grateful Dead. Yeah. With with Jonah Hill was Jerry man. Yeah. There's also like he's also working on something called uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is like about like the mysterious deaths of people in the Osage tribe. And like hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, and uh... I wonder when Martin Scorsese is gonna throw in the towel. Like, when is he gonna decide when his last movie is? Because he's getting old. Yeah. Um. Who is it? Uh, Robert De Niro's in it. Jesse Plemons, Brendan Fraser, John Lithgow, two singers, uh, Jason Isbell and Sturgill Simpson, and uh, no, Jack. Go, go ahead. And I think, ja like, it says Jack White is in it. Elvis again? Yes! <laughs> Still not going to be as much people as Oppenheimer. <laughs> the wife isn't Scarlett Johansson, is it? She looks a lot like Scarlett Johansson in that picture. Uh, that's Jenna Fisher. Hmm. Uh, the girl from the office the office yeah. i've is is it should it be considered cringe that i've never like binged the office before um uh, it's not too late to do so you can always get peacock well here's the thing i don't have a desire to binge the office um you can always watch uh scenes of it and uh, oh say oh hey hi and his his wife just caught him. Wait, yeah, caught just him caught like... him in his in his weird foot kinks. Yeah, it's a Tarantino movie. It's secretly a Tarantino movie. We should just write write down of people who canonically have foot fetishes, and Dewey Cox should be on the top of the list. Yes. More. Yeah. And, like, along with George Harrison, if, if that one line in Taxman is of any indication. Mm-hmm. You know what? Freak it. Anyone who even mentions the word foot or feet has a fetish for that type of stuff. Which technically means all three of us! Yeah, the three of us! There's three of us! Oh, oh yeah, you, you guys still need to watch uh, the rest of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do something, do it on, uh, around Christmas. <laughs> Just another thing the Trace Hombres have in common. One of them has seen, uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, um, uh, all, of the, all of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the other two have not. Uh, mm -hmm. Especially in regards to the new show. It's on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I have the chance to watch it. Yeah. Fingers crossed you get to. And Riley, you should also get to do it. What? Watch the, watch the TV show of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I've been meaning to do it, but I haven't gotten the chance to. Yeah, that's the same for me here. Like, um, I would love to do Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, but I have a shitload of schoolwork to do right now, so. 
I guess I'll put it off until I'm in my 60s, probably. <laughs> so, um, we're getting to a scene I alluded to um, earlier in uh, this commentary. And, uh, Which is? It, it, it involves the monkey, and, like, he's yelling at the monkey, and, um... So like it's an ape. Yeah, and uh, and then the monkey got sad, and he was like, "Ah, oh, it's okay," and they hugged it out. Mm. It's an ape. Yeah, monkey. If ape. I'm sorry. I ca I care very passionately about monkeys and apes. I'm sorry. Oh, and uh, this is uh, another oh my clear. God. Um, this is another clear reference to walk the line. Like he rips the sink out of the wall. He turns into the Incredible Hulk and rips the sink out. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so it looks like his guardian angel is introducing him to another drug. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing the stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, he's turned into the guy for Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think. I don't really listen or, like, watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> um, they, they do a lot of songs about California, such as, uh, California, California, California. I want to make love to California. Give it to me rough, California. I trade my newborn child for California. I, I hope the entire world dies except California. If you heard of California, you should hate yourself. Blood sugar, California magic. Stadium, California, stadium. Uh, airplane to California. Stairway to California. Highway to California. And, uh, Californian Rhapsody, Sweet Cali of Mine, Nothing Else Matters Except California, and, um, and finally, Credence Clearwater, California. Um, I'm from California. Does that mean that the Red Hot Chili Peppers will spare me during their all-California genocide? Um, sure. That implies they won't spare me. <laughs> Me and Romy, I, I think we're gonna die. Yeah. And Riley is the only one who gets spared because she's in California. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was nice to know you guys. You remember that episode of Magic Mike where he... Yeah, I, say, uh... <laughs> I, know, the, I know that one. Yeah, I've seen the... Um... Have you ever checked out Elise Eklund? Um, a couple of videos, but not beyond the ones you sent to me. Um, she did a video about America's Got Talent, and uh, it, it just kind of makes fun of how, like, fun of the multitude of sob stories. I'm going to um, see if I can find it. Um, it it's just very ridiculous. Um, I. I almost want to play it for you, but, um, I would just... Well, looks like Dewey Cox has finally been arrested. <laughs> Good. He will never, he will never play anything again. 
So I, I found the video. Um, America's Got Talent be like by Elise Eklund. It's just like Donald just says, I died 500 times. <laughs> Humans. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking that, Riley. What? The humans. <laughs> humans. Good grief! It's a running gag. And I love that good grief is a running gag is in itself like a occasional running gag. Good grief! It's a good grief! It's a running gag, running gag. <laughs> Okay, um, this is a funny scene. <laughs> oh my god, Dewey Cox is gonna die. Nice cold, then he's hot. <laughs> he needs more blankets and he needs less blankets. <laughs> like, his range is tremendous. Yep. And in unrelated news, I really want to see the Fablemans, but it's not playing in my area. But I'm just taking it. I'm just taking it upon myself to rickroll myself every single day until it comes out. Work with licorice pizza. Mhm. Mm and uh, it's an hour to midnight in my area, and I've not rickrolled myself. Get onto it, my love. Okay. I apologize for calling you my love. Yeah. We do it all the time and uh yeah. we just call yeah. people my love. Uh but and like lately some of my friends have been have taken to calling me BBG. Baby What's girl. That's supposed to stand for Baby girl. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think I'll just stick to calling both of you my lovelies and that's it. And I'm just now thinking of uh, You've Gotta Be Kidding, a game for kids and grown-ups. What's the problem, <laughs> Arthur? Well, <I'm> Arthur. <laughs> I think I'm old no, enough really? to pay on my own now. <laughs> then Binky got in the top and base with my mother, and now it looks like they're sleeping together. It's making my dad mad and makes me feel uncomfortable. What should I do? I'll take Here's the tip, place, Arthur. <laughs> Here's a tip. I am so, I am so fucking, fucking mad. mad. Nobody said you can't join us, Arthur. <laughs> that is one of the funniest I, images to grace the internet. I had a conversation with my, in my wife. I had a conversation with my mom, and it looks like Biggie is my dad now. I don't really understand. I feel confused and upset. What should I do? Here's the tip. You should, huh? you should go to bed, son. <laughs> It's okay, Arthur. Binky is my father, too. <laughs> Arthur, help me! <laughs> oh, yeah, John C. Riley shirtless scene. Let's go! <laughs> I love how they just. Uh, I mean, he's like. Uh, he's. He's. He, like, he's. Uh, like, they, he's... they use, like, a, a, a body double with an obviously muscular chest. No, it, that is John C. Riley's actual body, okay? 
And that is his actual behind. Uh, Berkeley, California, 1966. I remember that like it was... No, wait, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, we always... Yeah, we remember the movie Goncharov. They, they have canonically... I, I'm putting it... I'm putting in the lore. Dewey Cox was in Goncharov. Goncharov was, first direct, was directed by Martin Scorsese. It was his first feature film. He directed it and edited it at the age of four. Wow. <laughs> My god, is that Jerry Garcia? I think so. Okay, um, DW keeps copying my home, like, they made some new, um, you gotta be kidding me videos. Oh yeah, I've seen those. They're just as good as the OG. Yeah, I love it how it's taking a turn into, um, a deranged psychological horror. And it all started with Binky Bates with my mother, and now it looks like they're sleeping together. It's okay, Binky Bates with all of our mothers. Yeah, my 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 favorite um you got to be kidding me video is like the second one where like started with I'm angry that Binky stole my mummy joke for a project about Egypt and then it d just delves into um Binky stole my face. <laughs> no, I think my identity's be stolen. I noticed many fraudulent purchases on my credit card. I don't remember making these purchases. Should I contact the authorities? Here's a tip. Get the authorities oh, can't help ahead. you now. <laughs> get over it. It's just a joke. You have to get out of here, Buster. You've <laughs> got to be Binky, a game for kids and grown-ups. What's the problem, What's Binky? What's the problem, Binky? There is no problem. Not anymore. Here's a tip. What have you done? <laughs> That's great, Binky. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, hi, Binky. When did you get here? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> And there's a third, um... We don't have time to, to like, monologue the entire thing. Yeah, just for saying the entire time. thing. Um, they, they had, like, a... <laughs> DW keeps making up stories about a, a monster in Elwood City and is acting irrational. Should I correct DW and tell her that monsters aren't real? Um, I'm getting an ad. Here's it. And then it's like... You've got to be kidding! Alan is no more! What's the problem? What did you do to Alan? Oh no, you have sealed your fate. This, the world is coming to an end, the way it should end. But I have something else planned for you, Alan. Something far more worse. Don't be so sad, Brain! This is how it's supposed to be! And then he just... <laughs> Freaking eaten. What DW needs is more homework. I know her teacher knows this. You're making him. Anyway, it looks. Anyway, it looks like uh, Dewey Cox is becoming the, like Bob Dylan. The only difference is that Dewey Cox is freaking good at his job. And Bob Dylan is like, oh, Mama, can this really be the end? And you're stuck inside a mobile with my uh, sin for my I, melancholy. I let me got let me, I got this. I I got a better short term memory. Whoa, Mama, can this really be the end to be stuck inside a mobile 
with my medicine for my melancholy Memphis L.A. running gun roadhouse outside. Woman! Blues Brothers, Blue Jean Blues Brothers variation again. Ah, I forgot about Blue Jean Blues. And that was, that was, And now I think that was the loudest my woman I ever did. Yeah, now they're doing, now they're meeting the Beatles. Uh, Jack oh, yeah, Black, I, I heard about this um, scene. Jason Schwartzman, well, Be- Beatles stop fighting yeah. in India. Yeah, uh, let's see here. We have Justin Long as George Harrison, Paul Rudd as John Lennon, Jason Schwartzman as Ringo Starr, and Jack Black as fake Paul. <laughs> because everyone knows Paul secretly died. <laughs> <laughs> And became fat, and we, uh, as we all know, fat all originally started out as very fat. <laughs> you could say that fake Paul. You could say that the original Paul died hard. <laughs> I I didn't know fake Paul went into like a sewer vent or whatever. I don't get the joke. Uh, Die Hard. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Die Hard in, like, ages, so. And by ages, I mean it all. Riley, are you still there? Riley! Oh, she's just muting. Um. Okay, um, we I'm just fingers crossed. It. So, huh? the humans. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, uh, <laughs> um, oh, I keep getting emails. I made a post in like the Criterion subreddit, and it's it's been getting a lot of traction. Hmm. Nice. And, uh, so it looks like um, Dewey Cox is meeting the Beatles, and what is he gonna do with them? My best guess is that he's gonna have hot sex with all of them. No, <laughs> yeah, that would have been so funny. Spiritual enlightenment. Dewey Cox would definitely have hot gay sex with every single rock star of the late '60s and early '70s. Um, you just really get around. Mm-hmm. But, um... <sighs> Duo episodes are so boring, which is why we never have any. Yeah, and Riley's, um... Yeah, I really wish, um... And then it gets we- Then things get real weird. It's just yellow oh submarine. Oh. oh my god. They turned Dewey Cox into a marketable cartoon. Don't. Oh my god, you just made me remember. Mr. Krabs, don't turn me into a marketable plushies. No! That's what I wanted you to remember. <laughs> Them. Yeah. Look at all the middle fingers. 
Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Fisher lives in us all. Wait, who mentioned Carrie Fisher? Uh, no, I, I mean, apparently she had a penchant for, like, middle fingers. Um, mm. okay. Eight months later. Oh, the movie's over? No, um, it's getting pretty, it's getting kind of hectic. What's with that unibrow? I don't know. Oh my god, he turned into Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Riley, what you missed me talking about how Jack Black plays Paul McCartney in this movie. Really? And you missed the yeah. whole yellow submarine thing where it's just like it's just like And my same. and you missed my theory about how Jack Black actually plays fake Paul McCartney because Jack Black is more fat than a usual person, and Paul McCartney's pretty slim. So I guess you could say that the original Paul McCartney died hard. Yeah. And so, like, this is a whole ref, and like this whole thing is a reference to like, um. Pet sounds. And uh, like, and Brian Wilson's just complete descent into madness when making smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently he wrote the entire thing in a sandbox. Yeah, and, um... And, they're having, he, I... and they're having Thanksgiving dinner on a trampoline or something? Yeah, there wasn't... <laughs> I was just thinking about, um... There was an episode of, uh... No, no, wait, I, I just forgot what it is. Uh, mm. uh, was... Oh my god, John Cena oh, is getting older by the minute. Yeah, I remember thinking about... Uh, I was just thinking... Um, like, oh my god, talk... Jimmy Hedrix is just there for no reason. Hey, can you talk about like this random moment? Um, can, Let's talk about a random moment from the Owl House. Like, What's the first Owl House thing that comes to your head? The the Grom dance. Yeah, uh, that uh, yeah, I haven't seen the Owl House, and uh, I don't know if I. Then why did you bring it up? Uh, I I don't know. I just thought of it. I I I thought that was the memory, but I I'm going insane. Just like Brian Wilson. Yeah, I am the Brian Wilson of podcasters. That's going in the quotes. <laughs> Speaking of Owl House, uh, Riley, did you see uh, Season 3, Episode 1? It's on YouTube for free. Yes. Alright. Now, oh, Romy, you just have to catch up with us. Yeah. I I just need to watch... Um, like, I haven't finished the Macy's Parade. When I finish that, I'll start like watching either Amphibia or the Owl House. Both. Both is good. Yeah, wow, well, like, I'm just gonna alternate between both. Um, that's gonna be a hassle. I that's... love how Hendrix's only job in this giant recording is to hit a bell. <laughs> I want 50,000 didgeridoos. 
Oh my god. Man. Yeah, the, I, I saw that. Like, there's a video of um, John singing with Andrew Bird. Uh, it, it's like a Carter family song called When the World's on Fire. And one of the comments, no joke, is like something about 50,000 didgeridoos. Well, are there didgeridoos in that song? No, I like, add 50,000 didgeridoos and the song is perfect. I think that's what it is. Um, I'm just going to share the video because, like, it's absolutely incredible. He's... Just... You know, this is why I like mockumentaries so much. You could create something as outlandish as 50,000 didgeridoos and make it work. But what would have, what would fifty thousand didgeridoos even sound like? I don't know. It would probably sound like, like the army of Ubu's will as we were hit with during like the twenty ten World Cup. <laughs> what were you saying, Riley? It would sound like fifty thousand didgeridoos. Bubuzwell. You're not wrong. His wife's going into freaking labor while he's recording. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to add the soundtrack to the Rock of Ages wheel now. Yes, and then Cade will show up. And I will not like that. I think it's a miracle he hasn't showed up for this episode. Or any episode. Yeah, thank God. Thank freaking God. Kick him from the server and see if he even notices. Okay. I'm joking. I was just joking. Uh, he's not online now anyway. Okay. So don't jinx it. I mean, oh, wait, I'm not gonna... I'm gonna try not to jinx it. For the people who want context as why we don't want Cade to enter this episode or any episode, I'm just gonna say it. He's an obnoxious little prick. He's base. He's practically ruined himself for both our podcasts, just by being the most pretentious, obnoxious little weasel ever. Mm. Like, he took over my podcast twice, and he did not apologize for it. Like, he was apologizing. Like, I'm sorry, I can't do Cade Month, the final episode of Cade Month, right now. But I never heard him once apologize for like Cade Month. Like, none of us liked it. None of us. He was the only one who liked it. But he's proud of it. He's proud of Kmart. He's not going to apologize for for making us upset and because he, he likes it. And he never paid for the drugs, not once. That's a reference to the scene that is playing right now. That is true. He never did pay for the gamer juice that we consumed throughout the entire podcast. <laughs> gamer oh. juice. <laughs> 
for those who don't know about that, Gamer Juice is a reference to Season 1, Episode 5 of Dog with a Blog. In fact, there's an entire uh, Dog with a Blog Wikipedia article about Gamer Juice. Do you guys want to hear about it? Uh, sure. That's, uh... Uh, it'll fill in some time before, like, another funny scene. That is not John C. Rowley ripping the sink out of the wall again. This means he has to rip the sink out of the wall at least one more time for the rule of three. Yeah. Anyway, Gamer Juice is a drink with a lot of sugar in it. It is designed to unleash the raging beast within every gamer, <laughs> causing them to game super epically. <laughs> his only appearance is in World of Woofcraft when Ellen sampled some and couldn't stop drinking it. It makes people hyperactive when taken in a huge amount. There was a stall of Gamer Juice in Sumner Park. There was a stall, which means someone saw the Gamer Juice stall and decided to remove it. I hate them for that. <laughs> there are 23 comments on the Gamergers Wikipedia page. And I'm not joking. Not one. Not two. But three of those comments. Are just the lyrics to Rocket Man. <laughs> copy pasted. <laughs> oh this is another. Nice. This is another funny scene. Did um, you guys not hear that? Yes I heard that. Um, Like this is a scene where. Um, Dewey. Um, promises to stay clean of the drugs. But it turns out he's actually been on PCP the whole time. What is PCP again? Oh, it's like, uh, it just like uh, gives you hallucinations, I think. And uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you should right. really watch this on your own time. It's real funny. <laughs> Funniest things. Ever. Oh my. <laughs> all right, take it all off, Dewey. Yeah, we we already saw that one guy's package like an hour ago. Now we need to see yours. We need to. As a functioning society, we need to see the rest of your package. No, it it, it would just kind of be awkward for me because like in a, in an alternate universe, he is my dad, and like. Okay, yeah, that is true. No one needs to see their father's package. Yeah. And, uh... And he's back in jail again. Yeah, and then... Okay, um... Oh my god, it's it's Darth Nate. <laughs> yeah. And now he's Jonah Hill! Darth Superbad. Darth Jerry Garcia! I feel like Jerry Garcia would already be a Sith Lord, though. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, the goat unchicanery here, the ghost of Dewey Cox's brother is haunting him. Would you say that he is haunting hard? Yes. You could just put 
any verb and end it with hard. Meme hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are always memeing hard. Do homework hard, as I am doing right now. Ah, so that's Work hard. Why Play hard. That's why you kind of dropped... You kind of dipped for, like, a whole yellow submarine scene. Yeah, I had to go get dinner, but I've just been doing stats homework. Well, it looks like Dewey Cox thought of his entire life story now. No, there's, like, um... There's, like, a half an hour, roughly half an hour left. Hmm. Malibu, He's... California, 1976. He's reached the 70s. It sure looks like it. Yeah. He's got a freaking harp in his office or something. <laughs> He's... Harp hard. Yeah, he's gonna like jump on every trend of like, just a bunch of trends of the seventies. That like, explains disco the disco cover of Starman. Yeah, yeah, th that's what I mentioned. I know I didn't mention it. I, that's what it is. But you told you told me about the disco cover of Starman. Yeah, but way back in uh, your birth, your first birthday episode, which was Ziggy Stardust, which is the album that yeah. Starman came from. Yeah. We're still, there still needs to be like a Redux episode for that episode, I think, because I don't yeah. think Riley has listened to that album yet. I'll try to get some of my friends on, uh, I'll try to get some of my friends involved and maybe we can have an adequate Redux. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know what we also need, like, when we get more people, Reduxes of... Uh, uh, like some of the fan favorite episodes of Watch This, like uh, Jupiter Ascending. Yes, <laughs> I dig a Jupiter Ascending Redux anytime. Yeah, I see some Eddie Redmayne, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne epic action. Like create what? life and destroy it. <laughs> yes. I, wait, I have an idea. Like, if we're if or when or if we we like meet up for the Super Mario Brothers movie and we do like a couple in person watch this episodes, one of them should just be a redux of Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, I can ha actually have some of my friends involved. Yeah, I can actually mm -hmm. do some in person specials um, throughout the rest we of could... the year. Yeah. I've always wanted to play Jackbox with other people in the room. Yeah. Oh my god, is that Miranda Lambert? I don't, um, I'm no. Cheryl Teague. Dolly Parton? Cheryl Teague. I'm sorry, I, I don't know country people. No, I mean, she's not like a country singer. She's like a supermodel. And like, she was around the 70s. And like, she's playing herself being older. She was playing herself. She was older. She was playing herself as a younger person. And um, she pulls it off pretty well. What'd you think? Yeah. I I couldn't even tell, to be honest. I actually, uh, I also, it like it also like, like uh when he went in the old, like, earlier in the movie when he was playing himself when he was playing a fourteen year old in like his forties, <laughs> um that that's actually a reference to um a movie 
it, it that was actually a reference to like movies where like people play people who are older than the person they're playing playing like somebody like um I'm thinking of Gwen Stefani as Jean Harlow in The Aviator and she was like older than Jean Harlow when she died when she took on the role. Wow. There's also John Goodman as Babe Ruth and I think Gary Busey in the Buddy Holly movie. What's with these hoes? <laughs> this is my girl. If I had a nickel for every time you broke into Buddy Holly, I'd have two nickels, which is a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. In this episode, I mean. Yeah. Now I have to search up another Buddy Holly uh, meme thing to get even. Yep. It has to be the Google autocomplete one. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, but also Buddy Holly, but what's with these homies? So it's, I haven't seen that one, but it's basically just, what's with these homies? What's with these homies? Sort of. I'll, I'll just play it for you. I'll just play it. Uh, I'll just. Well, not right now. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before we get to the Blue Album, guys. Yeah. Do we have any birthday episodes coming up? Uh, not the moment. Okay. I think the nearest one is yours, Romy. Late January. Yeah, late January. Uh, and one one episode this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, one I'll... episode from now on. I'll make it count. Nope. Play right. it down, make it straight, don't look back, don't hesitate, and you go <laughs> I don't know why that song got stuck in my head. But it did. I, I saw a big... I, 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 there was a clip of Big Time Rush at the Macy's Parade. I, I saw, from what little I've seen of the parade, um, they, I saw their performance. You know the world, you know what the world needs right now? What? A Big Time Rush world tour. Yeah, I, I... Uh, yeah, I could. I'd love to see them come here in town. Yeah, he's... Big Time Rush needs to like write an actual full-fledged album that's not just music from the TV series. Yeah, because that would be that would be ideal. I want to see them as an actual band, There's not and not just a girl, a, a boy group. Yeah. I would. I wonder I would, if they maybe they could make songs that rival that of Rubber Soul or hell even Revolver or Sgt. Pepper's. Or, or, or the songs in this movie. That's that's an impossible feat right there. There we go, Starman. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> Preparing the Krabby Patty. Oh, I love that episode so much. The secret formula, and then it just cuts to the credits. I'm trying to listen to this glorious music. Okay. 
Imagine if Bowie actually did record this song in a disco beat. And instead of being known as one of the godfathers of proto-punk, Bowie's known as one of the godfathers of disco. <laughs> there, is, there has to be an alternate universe, like, at, like, but the only universe that happened in was the one where everyone has hot dogs for fingers. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for Dewey Cox to destroy another sink. It has to happen. It has to happen. Okay, so David Bowie recorded a disco version of Starman, but only in the Hot Dog Fingers universe. Is that lore? <laughs> yeah, it's lore. Well, you know what they say, um... What is lore in one universe is factual in another. I thought you were gonna say, you know what they say, all- I thought you were gonna say, all toasters toast toast. Hmm. Well, they do say that, too. But there is that universe out there where they don't toast toast. Yeah. And they just toast hot dogs. Hey, it's Jane Lynch! Oh my god, from the- the- the Glee show? Yeah, it's funny. Oh my god, there's oh my god, I just realized like Wreck and Ralph and Sergeant Calhoun. Oh my god, how did I not realize this till now? There's <laughs> <laughs> like a funny little line coming up. Hmm. What was the line? Um I just still know it when you hear it. Uh. Anyway, um, alternate universe where toasters are not called toasters that toast toast, but instead are called toasters that toast toes. I don't get it. Uh, toes. Yeah, I, I, it's a it, it's supposed to be a pun. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll never see. I'll never speak again. I'm sorry. Um. Boo! Uh. So there was a line. The humans. Uh. So like the, she asked. So she asked him, "Do you ever take the time to stop the roses?" I have no fucking sense of smell. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was funny. The delivery of that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's when he said it. <laughs> that's that such an underrated line. It is. I I liked that line. It was a good line. I'll, I I think I will frame that line. Yeah. Hello again, topless women. And topless John C. Riley. It's Jonah Hill. Okay, let's Oh my see. god. Darth Superbad returns. 
Darth Superbad Garcia. Yeah. And uh, wait till we get to Cyrus on the podcast where, like, uh, John is playing, like, um, he falls in love with Marisa Tomei and Jonah Hill plays uh, Marisa's son. Mm. And they, they end up butting heads. Yeah. I'm writing an essay right now explaining my horrible pun from three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Sight and Sound poll 2022 is coming up. Okay, there. Now you may cringe. Okay. Ah. So it looks like Climax, uh, Dewey Cox is finally facing his old man. Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm bored. There's just, just I mean, I'm, I like hanging out with you guys, but there's just no spontaneity right now. Yeah, we need, like, I, I'm trying to get more people, like. I mean, I, I understand why there's no spontaneity. I'm, I'm sure, pretty sure after a long day, we're all kind of tuckered out. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's yeah, interesting thing. Now he's, the machetes. Final boss. It's the symbolism of that one. <laughs> it's so symbolic, yo. So dense. Every single image has so many things going on. Yeah, it's like poetry, so they rhyme. Oh my god. Ooh. Barely it, missed him. He accidentally. He accidentally cut himself in half. Oh yeah, I realized. Oh. Like, I think it was Nate that accidentally cut himself in half, and now he's one with the Force, the, the dark side <laughs> of the Force, because he also doesn't die immediately after getting halved. It's that hate that fuels him. Hate hard. Man, this would be such a touching scene if not for the fact that he's still alive. Man. Yeah, I should mention John C. Rowley was nominated for Golden Globe for this movie. Actually, I oh, think really he was nominated nice. for two. Like, one for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy, and the other for, like, Best Song for Walk Hard, which he, like, con like she co-wrote. Hmm. I should also note that uh, Mr. Cox right here will never walk hard again. Yeah. Old John Cena will never walk hard again. And now he is dead. <laughs> we will never know what he loves. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just... Alright. And now he snaps. Alright. He's gonna fight hard in just a few seconds. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, punch hard. Yeah, Patrick Nerf Duffy took hard. A, Patrick Duffy took a beating. <laughs> Yell. He's yelling hard. Yeah, he's yeah, running hard. Yeah, he did yes. a sing! Yeah! Do it, do it. Yes! Woo! He did it! And Roll now three, she baby! And now she's leaving him. I'm leaving it, Dewey Cox. Yeah. <laughs> he's bonsaiing hard. Yeah. Um, there's another little musical in joke. Um, <laughs> in uh, in like, in coming up here. Like Ah, I, I feel like if if we ever if we ever watched Walk Hard in person and he destroys the third sink, I feel like just picking the three of you up <laughs> and like just going, we did it. Yeah. So like he was um. So like when he was like sawing his sawing the couch apart, that was like a reference to um, ha uh, John Denver doing the same thing after like his wife left. John him, Denver. Yeah. I'm think it's what it was. Take me home, country roads, John Denver. That yeah. John Denver, he cut his couch in half. Yeah. And now, what was he on? I don't know. Uh, wait, he was. I don't know. And now his kid. So now he's gonna bond with all of his kids, and he's gonna. All two thousand of them. <laughs> yeah. Basically. But what happened to the chimp? I don't know. Did it die from the side effects of the cocaine? <laughs> there uh, was the side effects of the cocaine. Hmm. Hey. Um, you just missed Dewey Cox uh, sawing his couch in half. Ooh. Fun fact, that scene was inspired apparently by John Denver after his girlfriend left him. He he sawed his couch in half for like no reason whatsoever. Okay, actually there might be a reason. The reason is drugs. <laughs> well, that's a story we should talk about when we get to John Denver and the Muppets. Yeah. Someday. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, a bunch of kids. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> Is this the Partridge Family theme? Yeah, it's like a specially done cover of it. <laughs> he has all the kids. Oh great! He first, first he saw the couch in half, and and how he's sawing a lamb in half. Uh, it's just just probably just shaving it. I know, I know, but I was trying to make a joke. Uh, it was a joke. <laughs> it was a mm, funny joke. <laughs> oh, funny joke. 
Uh, he has become Dr. Bus oh, now. Oh no. Oh no, he's becoming old. It's old. <laughs> he looks, looks kind of like Elton John. Oh my god, kind of, yeah. Oh, uh, I, frick, I know, it's his, it's, it it's his of, ex-wife. Yeah, for some reason it reminds me of, like, Dr. Bus without his mustache. Hmm. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, is that the same girl whose feet he yearned over? Yep. Yeah. Just as, just wondering. Cox Ranch, Tennessee. Yep. There's just something of something funny about the about the word Cox Ranch. <laughs> A ranch of cocks. It's where all the cocks are. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There's the whole. There's something like. I, there's like a bonus feature. I think about like cock sausage. Wow. Oh. Um. Do you guys yes, hear? Yes, I found it. Found it. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's it? on the DVD. Riley. What was it, Riley? Okay. So, um, we're currently reading Hamlet in AP English, and I'm currently reading Ophelia. I so I'm playing like we're acting it out, and I'm playing Ophelia right now, and. <laughs> we're at the part where like you know how Hamlet does like the to be or not to be soliloquy no okay but the to be or not to be that is the question that's from Hamlet and it's from act 3 we're on act 3 right now and mm. um basically um I couldn't help but like whenever like when the person that was uh reading Hamlet I couldn't like I was like trying not to like laugh because during like the alibis which is the show that I worked at they, there's actually a reference to Hamlet, like, they, one of the suspects, he, like, is, like, younger, and he auditions for, like, a school play, and he raps the soliloquy, so it's like, oh my God. to be or not to be, that is the question, he's like, <laughs> to be or not to be, that is the question, on the step of the slings and arrows, 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 and then the director <laughs> just screams, get off the stage, like, during that, and it's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, of course I know that. In the yeah. Hunger Games sim. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember that. But anyway, I do know the the Hamlet soliloquy. I I also read Hamlet senior year of English, AP English. Oh, were you in AP English too? I think it was AP English. It could have just been honors English. But what matters is, um, yes, yeah, so I I read Hamlet in English class for senior year. Yeah. And uh. Speaking of Ophelia, I was just re reminded that the band, the band did a song about Ophelia, and man, I, that's actually a good song. I still have it in my head, like, Ophelia, breaking my heart, when it is That's Cecilia, you nut! Wait, that, was that, that wasn't Ophelia, was it? Uh, that's, it's called Cecilia. And it's by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case you missed it, um, Dewey... Dewey Cox regained, regained his sense of smell back. Yay! Yay! Hashtag epic fail. And now some guy is sampling him in a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
This is like a mark of honor. Anyway, um, I actually, um, I knew, I know about Cecilia, and I, I know about Ophelia, but I just, their names are so similar, and they're in the same key. I just, I can't tell one of them apart. I know the Lumineers have a song called Ophelia. That's uh, a good song. And I also have, there's a, also did, a song. Wait, isn't there like, wait, 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 wait. Didn't someone do like a cover of Cecilia for Minions 2 Rise of Gru? The Minions themselves covered Cecilia for Minions oh Rise my of Gru. Uh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the Bridge Over Troubled Water episode should be fun. Yes. Like, hang on, we need like a Minions cover of Hello Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> There, there's um, a Trolls cover of uh, Hell in the Darkness, My Old Friend. Um, that doesn't oh, help. No. Oh, no! Nothing with the Trolls helps. Please, no Trolls. Thank you. The Trolls killed my grandma, okay? <laughs> no, Stinky killed my grandma, okay? No, and now he's getting the band back together. Dude, we're getting the band back together. I mm -hmm. ain't got rhythm. No, I ain't and... got rhythm. I ain't got rhythm. I ain't got rhythm. Oh, I guess I suck my head. Bar, the hairdo mm -hmm. king, the fashion star. You're fabulous. I'm fabulous. <laughs> You're fabulous. I'm fabulous. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, dude, we're getting the band back together is such a banger episode. I need to start watching Phineas and Ferb. Okay, so... You need you know to. That was my childhood. It needs to be yours, too. Okay, so, um... The guy on the left, um... I, is Jackson Brown, and I saw him open for James Taylor when I worked his concert. Hmm. I have two Jackson Brown albums. I forgot why I have them. No, wait, I remember. I got them at a Salvation Army. Oh. The first one was the one with Dr. My Eyes on it, and the second one's the one with Running on Empty on it. Yeah. It's called Running on Empty. <laughs> Imagine my shock. Yeah. Oh, there's a big surprise! <laughs> 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 There's just something funny about the line. Dewey Cox, he fucked my grandma. <laughs> Wait, did she just say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghostface Killer just randomly appears. As he should. <laughs> just Jewel starts yodeling. Like, wait, Jewel as in... Jewel? Yes. The winner of season six of The Masked Singer as the <laughs> Queen of Hearts. And uh, that the the teen folk pop singer from the nineties? Yeah. So once again Dewey Cox is getting hooked to drugs and is it is it me or is he kinda look like Will Farrell? No! You did not! <laughs> I love watching the world burn with you guys around it. 
I mean, he's, he's, he's anyway, not... Anyway, look at this. That's the, I think those are the temptations. He's not resisting the temptations. And now he's like, oh no, the temptations! <laughs> that's, that's a cute <laughs> little pun and play on words. Tempt hard. Thank you. Right. Now he's he's written the song that he will um that he, he's written his masterpiece and um what's it called? A beautiful ride and uh, he's gonna sing and he's gonna sing it in a couple minutes. All right, I look forward to it, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Riley. Yep. <sighs> Get out of his head, Darth Nate. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Like, imagine if something resembled an Among Us in this movie. <laughs> oh, no. We can find it. We, we, when, we do, when we do the inevitable rewatch, we will just look for anything that resembles an Among Us. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. Um... The, the the flowers. The flowers kind of look like an Among Us if you squint and tilt your head. Yeah. This kid looks like an Among Us. Kind of. Is related to Among Us? Is that a fucking wow. Among Us reference? <laughs> <laughs> wow, my right big toe looks like an Among Us. I look at my penis! I think of the astronaut's helmet! I think penis! More like pizzas! Stop posting about Among Us. I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs> my friends on Discord send my friends on TikTok send me memes. On Discord is fucking memes. I was in a server, right? And all the channels are just Among Us. <laughs> yeah, everyone is coming back to wish him good luck. I yeah. think. Yeah, even are, him. Every, like they're all Sith lords. Everybody is a Sith lord. Mm-hmm. Anyone who dies is a Sith Lord. Yes, when I the die, the moral I will of the story a... is don't die. <laughs> anyway, there's Eddie Vedder. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I I'm gonna trust you enough not to die. Okay. 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 Do you trust me not to die, or do you think I'm going to chicken out and die? Um, I trust you not to die. I believe in you. Yeah, me too. Alright. Okay, so... I, I thought, like, Dave Grohl was in this movie, but I would think I was mistaken. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's... Ed, that that guy was Eddie Vedder. Yeah, and... AKA... Uh, A.K.A. the guy from Pearl Gen that goes, And I, this is where I obligatorily mentioned that, um, like, John C. Rowley and Dave Rolls actually did cross paths. It was like a video, it was like a cover of Summer Breeze for, like, a, a, a concert hosted by, a uh, concert put off by Judd Apatow, who, um, <laughs> of course, um, co-wrote this movie. Hmm. Doesn't Dave Grohl kind of do like the the chorus, like the humming chorus? Yes. And that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah it's funny. And also in it is uh, Jack Black, who is also in this movie as Fall, aka Fake Paul. 
You, you caught yourself. Good job. He is singing his masterpiece. Magnum opus. Mm -hmm. This is the you put kicked your love you 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 snuck your way into my heart of the um, Dewey Cox's um, career. Who did you snuck your way into my heart again? Love Handel from Phineas. Oh and yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. And everyone's there. It's, it's, it's oh my back. god! Even the chimp. He's back. He's still alive. I knew it. Yeah. Okay, um, this makes me... Oh, yeah. and and it's just a bunch of weird um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, what? What the? what the? It's just like an obviously fake baby. I don't. I wish I didn't have to see that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Even the the Sith Lords are there. Yep, all the Sith Lords. Um, like, this is actually designed as like a whole shout out to like um, the Force Ghosts at the end of uh, Return that. of the Jedi. Yeah. Yep. That means that that means in like twenty years time, there's gonna be a remaster of all cards where the father was replaced by Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Imagine if, like, like this implies it's gonna be a remastered version where like everybody is James Corden. No, I, I no, 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 no. Get out of my head! Get out of my head! Don't jinx it. Okay. This, this is so good. Yeah. No, this kind of reminds me of the bombast of Meatloaf. Yeah. I'm guessing that guy was a, a a shout out to Phil Spector who would a, put his gun on his own clients. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I maybe not, or like maybe I don't know. I'd say it is, just because. It's... Just pulling out all the stops with this one. Yeah, it's this is this is epic. So like all another sync. sync, yes. And another, and another, and yes. another, another one. Thank you. Another. another one. Thank you. Oh no. Oh no, no. Who oh. had Bob Dylan on the set? <laughs> I don't know the. I don't know Bob Dylan's size, but I'm guessing it's not much. Anyway, uh, that was a good song. You yeah. know what was missing, though? 50,000 didgeridoos? 50,000 didgeridoos! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, that was an expected. He's a freaking oh. Sith Lord now! Oh, no. <laughs> they had us in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> 
Wait, All right. Um, directed by twenty thousand didgeridoos. Anyway, um, uh, so the um, so, so Thursday, um, and so Thursday on Thursday December comes up, and with oh, December Mar comes Mariah Carey month. Not, no, it's a holiday. No, it, it's not. We're not doing anything like really Mariah Carey related. But we're just, Good. we are going to do some Christmas movies, as we did last year. Let's go. And, uh, starting with, good luck, Charlie, it's Christmas. Yes! Yes! Let's go! Oh, no, no! Yo, yeah! No! I'm... What? We need to do this in person, guys. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I love the opposing reaction. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. All right. Thank you.